there. Welcome to uh, another edition of Don't Tell Me to Shut Up. That's right. Stay quiet, everybody. Stay quiet. <laughs> <laughs> of course, uh, we got Kiko in the building. He's all what the way up? in New York right now. He couldn't be here with me. I don't know what that's about. Are you tired of me already, Kiko? I mean, you chased me away. We got divorced. So I, I would never you. chase you away. <laughs> There's no divorce in our future. You're stuck with me, like forever. Forever, yeah, ever? That sounds like misery to movie. That sounds like Kathy First of all, ain't no misery being stuck with me, baby. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> if anything, you chase Indian Jay away. You see, he's not here right now. He late as hell. He was like, I can't take that damn Kiko. Well, that's because he out buying curry. That's why he's not here. He out buying some curry. Listen, so don't like talk about Indian Jay. I'm going to need some of that curry. Hey, uh, Butterfly. This is our executive producer. Where were you, where were you last week, Taryn? I was sick as hell last week. What happened to you? I was talking to Lena. I was getting scared thinking I might have had COVID, but I didn't. I got tested. I didn't have COVID. I just had a little two, three day bug. I was just feeling like I was coming down with a flu. But I'm good. I mean, mysteriously, when you were gone, I also got an Amber Alert at the same time. So was you kidnapping somebody? (laughs) Well, if you were kidnapped, were you kidnapped by a man? Because I want to know. (laughs) No. in the meantime i try to tell everybody the whole purpose of this podcast don't tell me to shut up is really giving platform to people that i believe who are voiceless um and giving us the opportunity to speak our mind on whatever it is that we feel like talking about with the uh without having to worry about people trying to wrangle us in we can speak our mind freely uh in an in an in an arena uh, where uh, we feel, I hate to say safe, but, you know, we just feel secure in, in saying whatever the hell we want to say. Um, of course, Kiko is one of my right-hand people. Uh, the other person is India J. He's late, and you would think of all people who would be on time, it would be the dot, not the feather. But, of course, leave it up to India J to be late. But whatever. Uh, in case you missed it last week, oh, oh, oh. We had a time. We had a time. Somebody, one of the Africans on the show, not this one, showed all the way the hell out. I wonder who it was. Taryn, I wish you could have seen it. I wish you could have seen it. I went back and I was dying. Y'all crazy as hell. <laughs> it wasn't me. It was the crazy Nigerian. Y'all must have had a scammer on the show because I don't know who y'all talking about. Uh-uh. <laughs> Morba has not gotten over that yet. He is still waiting for his apology. He said he is not a scammer. And that's highly stereotypical to call African scammers. My credit card numbers say different, so I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) It's your bank account I'm worried about, not your credit card. (laughs) Anyway, let's really quickly hop into the show. The first thing up is going to be my current situation. Can we guess what it is? Mm -mm. Kiko, I want to have a baby. Can I have some of your sperm? Can you ask us to have a kid? Sure, why not? How you want it? Well, I mean, so here's the thing. Hold on, I'm trying to find a jar, so hold on. Uh-uh, don't see. put it in a jar. <laughs> don't put it in a jar. Don't do that. Mm-mm. Don't put my sperm in a jar. I don't want it that way. <laughs> I mean, how about, how about well, hold sperm? on. Oh, my goodness. Let me put my wine down because we've got to unpack this whole scenario now that we're into my current situation. And let me tell you what, what made me think about it. Hold on, Blue. My dog is eyeing my wine. So this is actually going to help us segue into our first topic. I saw on social media where Tammy Roman has given permission to her husband, her husband to be able to go free and have a baby with another woman and then come back. 
Now, apparently, she has tried to um, get pregnant, have a baby, and it's been unsuccessful. Unfortunately, she has suffered a couple of miscarriages. I'm so sorry for her. Um, and so she says, I know he really wants to have an heir. She really wants... Um, Oh, okay, Indian Jay. Now he wants to call in on the good stuff. Um, she really wants, she loves him so much, right? And so it, it got me to thinking about my situation, my current situation, right? I'm a woman of a certain age. We won't talk about that. Hey, Indian Jay, welcome to the juicy part of the show. What's up? You got some butter chicken? What up, Jazz? What up? Are you What's at the that? hotel? I am in a hotel. Oh, that's perfect because we're talking about babies and sperm. So this is perfect. Anyway, I mean, not that. I mean, I'm just I mean, this I don't know if I want African sperm or Indian sperm. sperm. Either way. Mm. Uh, so back to my current situation. <laughs> I don't I'm not going to say that. It'll get me in trouble. So anyway, um, I started thinking about that whole thing as women, you know, we're always focused on our careers. We're always focused on ourselves. And by the time we start thinking about children, it's either too late, right? Butterfly, it's either too late um, yes. or men are hard to find. So yes. I began a search and they had me looking through these books for possible surrogates. And then I thought, well, maybe I could just ask a friend. That's my dog bumping the camera. Maybe I could ask a male friend to donate sperm. And so my first question to you guys, even you, Butterfly, uh, if you were married, would you allow your significant other to go have a baby and come back? And then Indian Jay and Kiko, if one of your female friends were to ask you to donate sperm, would you do it? And would you do it the old fashioned way? Would that be a contingency? Or would you put it in one of those droppers and just drop it off like Amazon? I, I just want like to in a, like, like in a truck, like in a truck, the, the delivery I mean, you know, railway, like passenger pigeon, whatever you got it. I mean, <laughs> however you can get it. As um, long as it's on time, because no, no one wants spoiled sperm. No one. <laughs> Under any circumstances. Yeah, I mean, Amazon guarantees within two days. <laughs> I mean, what can Brown do for you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, I just I want to know. Would you or wouldn't you? Who wants to step up to the plate first and take a swing at this? No pun intended. Mm -hmm. Well, Jazz, um, here's the thing. My ex tells me all the time that she is either going to go to a sperm donor or she wants my sperm to be used for her child, even though we're not together anymore. But she says the only reason, the only way she's going to use my sperm is if I'm involved in the child's life. But I'm like, why you made the decision? Why do I have to be the one involved in the child's life? You chose to use my sperm. You chose to have the baby. So why do I have to raise this child with you? Hmm. Wow. So it's like a, a no refund policy, right? Like you buy it and that's it. Like once it's like you broke it, you bought it. <laughs> you, know, like you can't return it. You can't, I mean, you can't, you don't, I mean, I, I don't know about that India J. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't want to be responsible for it. <laughs> then why would you, but why would you agree to do it right. then? Cause I mean, ultimately you, you would be responsible according to the courts, right? Because there's like a, I don't know, there's a part of me that's like. You want I, some brown babies. Well, no, it's not even I want the babies. It's I mean, just like, you know, her brown baby. Gonna go, well, the baby going to be brown. We already know that. It. 
if my ex is going to have kids, I'd rather her have my kids than some random person's kids. Okay, first of all, but, you, you can't commandeer the coochie. What you can't do is say, if my ex is going to have kids, it's going to be mine. You can't do that. Either she's all of yours or she's none of yours. Right? Like, you can't commandeer the coochie or the uterus. You, I mean, it's off limits once she's your ex. Yeah, but right? she's the one who's saying, she's the one who's giving the ultimatum. She's the one who's saying, like, look, you can, you can put the baby in me. It can be your half your kid, but you have to be involved. Or I'm going to go off into a sperm clinic, and then you don't be involved at all. And I'm like, well, I don't know. This, this doesn't really seem like a fair bargain to me. Hmm. Kiko, what do you I think? I don't see why we give a fuck who exes have kids with, but that's another story. But anyway. Kiko, slow down. What? Say that again. I don't understand why we give a fuck who our exes have kids with. Because most of them, most of them, I don't give a fuck what most of my exes do. And even when we were in relationships, if some of them got pregnant, I would ignore all red lights on the way to Planned Parenthood. Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> so if my ex were to ever have approached me like, yo, can I come and get sperm from you? I'd have been like, why the fuck would I ever do that? You're my ex for a fucking reason. And hello, gay now. But anyway. Well, wait, though. But that's what I want to unpack. I want to unpack that. And again, no pun intended. Um out of curiosity so would you have a baby with an ex a female ex even though gay now so there are female there are female friends in my life that i certainly would donate sperm to one thousand percent and and it would in my mind it would be more of a situation of me just having a child with a friend which i think is probably a more ideal situation because there's not the pressure of a relationship that makes it more difficult for you guys to co-parent. So I actually don't think that, I actually think that that's a great idea. However, when it comes to an ex, anybody I've ever broken up with or anybody I'm not together with currently, they are my fucking ex for a reason. Right. So they need to be happy that they are still alive. I have not Ooh. taken their life. <laughs> I think we should move off this topic because I feel like <laughs> yeah. your ex comes with band-aids. <laughs> your sperm come with band-aids. <laughs> Like, don't be called. Don't be calling me and asking me for shit because I don't like your motherfucking ass. So what you calling me for? Because if, if if I still liked you, we'd still be together. So Taryn, anyway. clearly, Kiko got issues. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> he got issues. <laughs> I see why your exes are your exes. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just being honest. Don't tell my exes. Don't call me for shit. Oh, they're not calling you. <laughs> they are not crazy. They like hell no. What I don't want is a concussion. I wanted a Carl. <laughs> I just wanted a baby Carl, not a concussion. Nah, don't come. So anyway, so that said, it's so interesting that you're bringing this up because there are actually two friend, female friends of mine who are basically at this same kind of crossroads of trying to figure out exactly what they want to do, whether they want to get sperm from a friend or whether they want to go to like a sperm bank. I personally think it would be a better idea to get sperm from a friend just so you could potentially have that kind of, you know, ecosystem around your kid to where the, the, the child's father could be your friend and could possibly be in their life. Now, that can also be tricky, though, if you are having a kid with somebody and you guys have different ideas of how to raise children and that person was your friend and now y'all become at odds because y'all done had this kid. Well, so, what's trickier think, than that is getting sperm from a sperm bank and finding out that your kid is brother and sister with everybody on the block because the doctor was giving <laughs> his sperm to everybody. Because we've seen that story. It's been all over the news. I I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I like knowing what I'm getting. I'm, I like going to stores where the things that I am buying are as advertised. You could tell me anything. These books that they gave me to flip through, 
I don't know these people. It's like being catfished. You tell me I'm but, the sperm. My sperm is coming from a guy who's I don't know six seven, and and in shape, and my baby come out looking like a Dunkin' Donut. I mean, but do you ever really know what you do? You ever really know what you getting them from who? Because everybody, oh Kiko, Kiko, if you and I had a baby. And our baby came out looking like Indian J. I know some shit is in the water. <laughs> so I know what I'm getting. I know I'm telling you. Come on now. If me and you have a baby, my the baby's hair is not going to be kinky curly. It's just going to be kinky. I mean, so stop. Be bald like me because I'm bald. So. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. My point is. So yes, you know what you're getting. I just, I don't know the, I, the notion of, and listen, a lot of women are doing it now. A lot of women are going to sperm banks. A lot of people are freezing eggs. I have a lot of girlfriends who are doing that. Somebody kicked me in my head or my ass for not doing that. I should have done that sooner, but we don't talk about those types of things. Taryn, have you ever thought about freezing your eggs? Um, you know, I'm going to be 40 in December. So I have thought about Girl, it. Girl, don't freeze I your have eggs. Those are Easter eggs. Your eggs got speckles on them. Don't do it. Like cranberry bunny eggs. Your eggs have creamy nougat. Don't do it. It's too late. <laughs> I hate y'all. So I'm just kidding. But, Girl, do you. But listen, as far as Tammy, as far as what she was saying, I respect her for it. I'm not judging her for it. It just couldn't be me. I couldn't do that. Because yeah. humans are human. Like they yeah. gonna fuck up. So well, I she feels not... like she feels like she's in her fifties. He's in his thirties. She wants him to have an heir, which I don't know why I that's so it. important. Why we think that's important? He's told her it's not that important to me. But is that something that men just say in the moment, and maybe five, ten years down the road, they change their minds? Well, you know what? I have been following this story for a while and he really wanted a child for years and mm. they tried for years. So now I guess that she can't, you know, she's like 51 now. So now he's like, you know what? I love you. I just want to be with you. And she's like, no, I know this is important. You know, you can go and co-parent with somebody else. That just wouldn't be me. I couldn't do that. Indian J, would you leave a woman? Would you leave your wife if she couldn't have a kid, like your own kid, your flesh and blood? And let's Absolutely. be sensitive here because I'm adopted. Okay, Absolutely so not. I was not no, flesh and blood not, to my parents. I, I would not leave her if she could not have a baby because I personally don't want to have kids because I believe that uh, if it's not my right to take a life, then it is not my right to give a life. But uh, I what? am for... <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait a minute. What are you talking about, India J? <laughs> if it is not my right to end somebody's life then it is not my right to start somebody's life if it is illegal for me to end somebody's life then it's illegal for it should be illegal for me to start someone's life that's the way i feel like if you want to talk about a moral compass that's my moral compass what kind of jacked up logic is what that? the fuck i'm so confused india j but you have a penis you have you have sperm so you you do have a right to give life now you cannot actually carry a life to term and give birth no. but you can be an active participant but if i impregnate the woman it is not it is out like it is somebody else is living that life you know somebody Correct. else bears the responsibility of having to live that life i could have it's in my hand whether that person 
exists or doesn't exist. So who am I to, to bring, to give, to, to make this, to be this arbiter of, of, of giving somebody life? Who am I to do that? That's not, I, that's well, not my You don't think you at least have a say so, or you wouldn't at least want a woman to have a conversation with you to say, Hey, listen, I'm pregnant and you know, we're going to have a baby or not. You do, you wouldn't want your girl to come to you and say that. Yeah, she could, she should. Yes. But you know, I personally would rather be in a relationship kill. where a woman doesn't want to have a kid. Oh, got it. I'm just going to drink. Cause Oh God. But, this but Jess, that doesn't mean I I'm for foster and, and adoption because those kids like, they, they, their existence is not in my hands. So the least I can do is try and make their lives suck less. You stay away from those foster kids. Away from those kids, Indian J. <laughs> <laughs> stay away from cats, too. Stay away from everybody. Stay away from cats. I am not fucking around with Indian J. Stay away from every goddamn thing. Yes. Speaking of staying away, let's just get off of this topic and get onto this topic because this has had me pissed off for days. This whole situation with people airing their dirty laundry on social media. Now I'm sure if, unless you are living in Ireland under a rock somewhere, you saw what happened with the baby and what's her name? Danny lay, Danny Lynn, Danny lie. I don't even know. Danny Lee. Danny Lee. <laughs> Danny lay. I don't know what her name is. I have nothing against her. I have nothing against him because I don't know them personally. My issue is why are you putting your business on social media? And, and if we can be judgmental, which I always am, but I'm going to leave the floor to you guys. Who was at fault in this situation? Was she at fault or was he at fault? Was he, was she in the situation because she made bad decisions because she knew who he was or was he at fault? for bitching up and putting all this information on social media. Who's at fault? You guys have the floor. I will drink. Carry on. <laughs> so I have several thoughts on that. One, I guess we only my, have my one. Old... We only got a 10 minute <laughs> show. <Keep> so. <laughs> so I guess my overarching thought is because mind you, I, I grew up in like most of my life without social media. So the idea of airing all your shit out on social media is still kind of very foreign to me. But yeah. You know, that's not to say I didn't like pick up the phone and call, like vent in other ways, right? And I think to maybe this generation, this is their version of venting. So maybe that's kind of what it is. But mm. the other part of that is disrespecting the mother of your child on social media is just Correct. absolutely despicable to me. Talking to her the way he did on social media to me is unacceptable, unacceptable especially in this time where black people are fighting for so much. We're trying to like we're trying to disprove so many different stereotypes about who we are, about who black men are and about us being shitty dads and all kinds of things. So for you to do that on social media amidst all the other shit you done did this year, it's just clear that something's not clicking for you. <laughs> so I'm glad I, you brought that up. Cause for me, it's just like, bruh, like, like, what are you doing? So I, and mind you, but at the same time, the other part that I will say is I think people need to be very careful with who they decide to have children with. So yeah. the reality is, yes, he is doing all of those different things, but I'm not shocked by any of it. So I'm confused as to why she is. So that's the other part. <laughs> why she's so shocked. She's like, what's happening? <laughs> Correct. Like, and Andy and Jay, what do you think? think? He was Gandhi? Did you think he was Gandhi? I think, I think you thought, you thought he was nobody Gandhi? should be 
uh, putting their business out on social media like that because, you know, it's it, it, it used to be embarrassing when people you knew were on Cops uh, on the TV show. Like, why are you... Okay. Who do you know? That was on cops. You know my daddy was What's on that? cops and he was risk what? <laughs> India J, I'm learning more and more. I've known you for a long time. I've learned more about you in this podcast and the last, more so than I've known <laughs> all the years. We've only done three episodes so far. He's like, Yeah, you know all my friends on cops. What? And then, and then, and then, DeBaby gets a whole. He gets he gets Dave Chappelle to basically try and exonerate him. On Dave Chappelle has has faced all this criticism he for got trying his own to problems. help help DeBaby. So you know, it's like he doesn't know gratitude. He goes out there and just does all this shit again. Come on, man. Dave doesn't have another special in him to help you out. <laughs> right. You know, right. It's like if o, it's like if OJ jumping another Bronco with a, with a murder weapon that kills somebody else. It's like my dude. After, after all of this, after you just after you yeah. only got away with killing one weapon, now you yeah. I'm always baffled at why anyone would think that going to social media for help for attention or for anything is going to be helpful in any way to their case at all. Because really, people love a train wreck. we That's why there are accidents on the freeway, right? And traffic, because we rubberneck. We can't stop looking. So we're not gonna cheer for you, right? <laughs> we're just gonna pick a side. <laughs> and we're gonna decide whether we want to you know, go against you or against the other person. Either way, both of you will go down. Right. Because ultimately, my thing is, I can't totally judge her because I don't know her personally. I don't know why she made the decisions that she did. I would not make those choices. Right. The other thing is, on his part, regardless of, first of all, it's hard for me to, to listen to anybody called the baby and he's 47 years old. I, don't, I, I have an issue with that to begin with because he's a grown ass man. Right. He is a, calls himself the baby with a baby. So my issue is, you have a little girl, a real baby, right? Who will one day see this video because it will live forever because that's the age that we live in now as we have been able to see. And Indian Jay, you know this better than anybody as a comedian. All of these things that come back years later to haunt you, right? So years later, later, your little girl, your baby will be a young woman and she will watch what you did to her mother. Now, whether you give a damn or not, I don't know. Maybe you won't care about your relationship with her. But I find it interesting that in the age of please protect black women, here you are disrespecting a black woman that you will you will one day be ready to kill someone who treats your daughter the way that you are treating somebody else's daughter. And, I don't and understand I, that. And, and the other thing is, I think this idea that some men have that, oh, I love my kid, but I hate her mom. You can't. That's <laughs> the dumbest thing ever. You cannot love your kid and then hate the person that your kid came out of. That makes right. absolutely no sense. Right. Well, and you can't raise a functional kid that way. You can't. If, you're, if your kid thinks that their parents hate each other, 
They are not going to have a well-rounded upbringing. You also won't have a well-rounded upbringing if you think your daddy is the baby. <laughs> when you're a young you're woman and you have to refer to your dad as the baby. Yes, that's my point. It's like, I'm the baby, not you. But when you do childish things like that, it proves exactly who you are. You went on social media and I'm thinking to protect yourself, really? You could have left. If you really wanted to be protective of the environment that the mother of your child and your newborn baby were in, why not just leave, remove yourself as the big, I'm sorry, I'm talking about the baby. Be an adult, <laughs> remove yourself from the situation. You got enough money to do that. Let everything calm down. If you want her out, put her out while you're gone. Have your handlers do that, right? And be done with the situation. Now, I understand, I guess they're back together. <laughs> I don't know. No, Who no, can keep up with that? these things? I have no idea. Oh my God. I have no idea. Maybe they're not, but that's what my assistant, Lena, told me. So I'm going to throw her under the bus. I would not be surprised. That's what <laughs> so I have, I don't know, but that's why I, because I don't, it's a secondhand account and I am unsure. Oh. <laughs> See, that means it's a lot because my wine was about to spill. Oh, no. <laughs> that was the baby, baby trying to come in and straighten me out about about what was happening <laughs> i don't know but i i'm just gonna leave that alone all i know is those are the types of things that you do when you're in your 20s and if you're still doing them in your 30s and still calling yourself the baby i have a ton of other questions <laughs> but since we're talking about relationships and we're on that subject can we talk about stevie J and faith evans <laughs> Does anybody want to talk about that situation or do we just or not? Nah? We just want to leave it alone. Cause I mean, I feel like they're two grown adults. I don't know what's going on in their lives. I don't know that she was bring I it's a lot of rumors and I hate spreading gossip. So I try not to get into that. But to me, what it looked like is a real life relationship. Shit happens. You fall in love with somebody. Shit goes left, shit goes right. You get back together, you break up. They're just in the public eye. I don't know. So one minute you're filing for a divorce, the next minute you're turning cartwheels on the beach. Hey, quesara, sara, have at it. I get that, but I just ain't want to see that. Like, I didn't want to see Faith Evans looking You didn't like want to see the cartwheels on the beach? <laughs> you didn't want to see that. <laughs> I ain't talking about that. <laughs> I ain't talking about Which that. one did you have the problem with, you Butterfly? The argument in the bedroom where he's calling her all kind of bitches and saying you slept with somebody in my bed. Like, that was Who hasn't been called a bitch? No, I know, um, but I just didn't look at the look, look at Kiko and India J. They're like, yeah, I'm saying bitch under my breath right now. <laughs> I'm gonna call somebody a bitch tonight. So I mean, but this is my thing. I believe that if we were to record some of our worst arguments with our significant others or boyfriends, they would look a lot like that. I mean, it can't be just me who's broken into my ex's apartment and stole all my shit back, right? Ooh. Am I the only one that's done that? Okay, well, I'll take that. It's fine. Looks like, looks like. I stand yeah, on the island by myself. But the point is, I think a lot of those things can look horrible to someone yeah. who sees them on the outside. Listen, me and my, my assistant and brand manager, Lena, have some of the worst knockdown, drag out arguments ever. And if you were to hear them, you'd be like, oh my God, she's terrible. 
No, I'm just kidding. You'd say, damn, Jasmine. But then you see us out having ice cream. So I think sometimes if you catch a glimpse in, I think part of the problem is these fucking phones, man. These these camera phones. We got to stop putting our business in the streets. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think my overall, like, I think the last situation we talked about was different because I pretty much, I try to stay away from commenting on people's relationships because I do understand what we're talking about. Like, relationships do have problems and people do go through things. So as long as ain't nobody... What's the worst thing you shared, Kiko? What's the worst thing that's happened in your relationship? Now that you told us you stay out of other people's business, let's get into yours. What's the worst... <laughs> what is the worst thing that's happened? We don't have to see it. What's the worst thing the that's worst, happened? The worst... I mean, I mean, it's just... It's been kind of running the mill. Kind of, oh, probably the worst <laughs> thing that happened was I flew to... Um, Alabama to spend Thanksgiving. It's already wrong right out the gate. It's already wrong because I was it's in Alabama. already wrong. You flew to Alabama. <laughs> and, and already, this is a bad straight, story. The motherfucker straight flipped the script on me. With your on bougie ass, you day. flew to Alabama. <laughs> yeah, well, no, no, it was. On Thanksgiving Day, I ended up I ended up angry, sad, crying in the middle of Atlanta airport with a leather jacket on and basketball shorts trying to find a fight back. So, Excuse me. Excuse me. You had on a leather jacket and basketball shorts. Because you know you'd be angry. I'm not caught up on the tears. I'm caught up on the fashion. (laughs) You know you'd be angry. You just throw on some shit to like flee the house. Like you're trying to. It's like you're running away from home or something. You didn't think it through. Or the circus. You're headed to the circus. I don't know. You got on different colored shoes. You barely, barely got even on your shit. You probably left a pair of drawers at the person house. You're just like. Fuck this. And then there was barely any flights back to Thanksgiving for Thanksgiving. I remember calling one of my friends to come and pick me up at the airport. As soon as that nigga got to the airport, he was just like, something clearly happened. I don't know what to do. just come on. I'm about to take you back to the house. You're about to have dinner with me and my family. But I just looked absolutely crazy. And that was the probably one of the funniest things ever. Now I don't give a fuck about that motherfucker. So So Indy and Jay, what's your story? The worst thing I've ever done, like with my our ex uh, that has been public, is uh, called her the c word on Facebook once. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you got it. And her Taryn just did that ten minutes ago. <laughs> you got come on that's i mean like i mean we've had some we've had some nasty arguments deep breaths and dig deeper you've done worse i'm sure in a public manner um yeah like what's the worst thing that's happened that you've done that you know that we would not believe it if we saw it because we're seeing all of these displays of craziness like what's the when my ex and i fought uh you know we it would get heated and like there were times i like punched the wall and i would like I would sl- like slap the door, and she would. She thought I was about to throw hands on her, but that I, that was like what I was doing to not throw hands on her. And uh, and there was be some pretty bad, nasty things said. Like I, I like, wish to. Um, you, the the I'm guy that uh, the the guy that she was um, the guy that she was leaving me for. Uh, his father was sick with ALS, and I said, you know, his deserves to have his dad die and, uh... and there is the guy we're looking for that's the indian jay i know well i don't know where we're going but okay now i know where you're going 
There's the Indian J I'm looking for. <laughs> I knew you were in the, the there somewhere deep down. Spiteful one, yes, that that one exists. Yes. So, Taryn, what's your story? I know you got one that you don't want anybody to know. Because, you know, we so come wait, from I'm, a certain generation. We really don't share like that. But now that we're sharing. That's what I was about to say. I, I don't share anything I go through. And I've been through some shit. I don't share nothing. You will never see Taryn is like, media. I just got out of jail, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I've been through some stuff. And I don't share nothing. Matter of fact, when I go through stuff, you'll see me looking beat on social media. You'll see me looking beautiful. Well, we know right now I, you ain't going through nothing. Because, baby, <laughs> your hair... You are. I she was like, I'm look. about to I get chose up on tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jazz. But yeah, I don't share nothing. No one will ever know like what I'm going through. And not I even right now. Nope. I'm she getting up pussy eight right now. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I must be professional then, because I'm still up here working with y'all. Okay. Or he must. Be Either that, or he's an amateur. <laughs> Either one is possible. Okay, so listen really quickly before you guys try to turn the tables on me because we haven't gotten to sex lies and confessions yet. We'll play that at the end. But I do want to tackle a really serious issue before we get out of here because I know we've we've had a lot of fun. But I, I, I would really not be doing this show justice if I didn't have a quick conversation about what happened in Memphis. And I'm sure you guys know exactly what I'm talking about, the shooting that took place. Now, I really don't even know how to address what happened to the rapper in Memphis. Um, I want to be highly respectful. Um, you know, I feel like we've been here before. And because, you know, we all are in the same kind of group and Kiko, you and I, and, and Taryn, obviously you too, from a music perspective, you know, we've seen this before, right? Some of the greats, you know, being, being uh, taken way too soon. But I wonder, you know, with the situation, uh, what's his name, Dolph? Young Dolph, Young Dolph in Dolph. Memphis? Yeah. You the idea that he was doing something great in his own community, right? He was supporting a black business. He was on his way to deliver turkeys for Thanksgiving. And I am reminded of the scenario of Nipsey Hussle and how he was doing good things in his hood and how we glorify the rise of someone who comes from a particular neighborhood and we watch them and we root for them and we cheer them on. And then once they get there, if they don't give back, we ridicule them and try to tear them down. But then when they begin to come back to the neighborhood and give back and try to do good and reach back as we often, you know, preach and tout, we gun them down. We're killing our own kings and queens, right? Is it a good idea to leave the city and the house or the, the town that raised you? Or so, is it better to, to just to understand that that there is going to be um, a certain amount of danger that comes with it and to much given, much required? I listened to Boosie the other day say, hey, listen, I moved to Atlanta for that reason, because there are always going to be haters. What say you? Do you leave or do you stay? 
So I ain't, I don't listen to nothing Boosie got to say, but that's a separate conversation. <laughs> but um, but he's a poet, Lord. What are you talking about? But um, I want to be I want I want to really really be serious and respectful. So you know that was on my heart this morning when I woke up because it made me really upset and it made me really really angry because you know even dating back Tupac, Biggie, you know XXX, um, Temptation. I'm sorry I'm, if I'm not saying his name correctly. Pop Smoke, all of these different folks. And I'm angry at us because I just really wish we would do so much better. And I really also wish that the same energy we put into yelling at cops and, and yelling at white people about what they do to us, we put that same energy into, you know, cleaning up our own neighborhoods and our own communities and bringing folks like this to justice who are doing this kind of shit. So let me say that first and foremost. To the actual question you asked, I'm from Philly, you know what I'm saying? So I am from a city that is notoriously rough, right? And I do think, you know, as I've gotten more successful, I have had to make certain decisions about what spaces I put myself in and where I will and will not go. And, you know, I'm also, I think my perspective is also different because I'm also from another country. You can't call me a sellout because I don't give a fuck what you think, first off, that's the first thing. But two, it's also in order for me to be the best thing for my community and do the positive things that I want to do, I, I have to not die, right? So right? In order for me to not die, I need to move in certain ways and be smart in how I move. I applaud him for what he was trying to do. But I think at the same time, unfortunately, in our community, once you get to a certain place and you get a certain amount of money, you have to start looking over your shoulder because somebody's going to be trying to take you out. And that is extremely unfortunate. There's and no that made me extremely sad to read about that today. Yeah. Because how, how then do you keep your community at the forefront of what you're trying to do in terms of your movement and all of the things that are important to you if you're having to look over your shoulder? I mean, I think in general, I just think we need to start having more honest dialogue about the fuck shit that's going on in our community. And I think, you know, we're doing, we've done a lot of yelling at white people and a lot of yelling at the status quo and a lot of yelling at all of that stuff. But this isn't about white people. It's about us. We're doing it to us. We are. And I think we're doing it to us. So at the end of the day, as much as we are marching and, and we want, you know, justice for, you know, Ahmaud Arbery and all these other people, the other part that's frustrating is you kill this man, but Kyle Rittenhouse, who's probably going to get off, you ain't going to kill him. <laughs> you ain't kill George Zimmerman. You ain't kill all them other cops that's doing all this other shit, but you got the nerve to kill this motherfucker. That's like, what I don't understand. And then we brag about being kings and queens, and but then we're killing our kings. I don't get it. It doesn't even make any sense. You kill the best of the best of us, but get mad when they say we're not smart enough. We're not talented. We're not all of these things. But then you are the very one taking those people away from us. I completely agree. Indian J, I want to bring you in on this. Where, how, how do you, I mean? I mean, look, outsider looking in, uh, I think it's terrible. That, don't you say know, outside, you got brown skin too. It's <laughs> different. Well, I, I, it's I don't, brown. I don't, I'm not familiar with the music of, of Nipsey Hussle and Young Dolph uh, to, to comment on that aspect of it. But it is, it is a tragedy if somebody gets out, you know, I, I, I work with DL and DL came from a, a, a bad community and, and he tries so hard to give back to his community. And I, it's, it's really admirable. And and when I talk to like the people I've met uh, who went to high school with him, they all just look at him with such adoration about not only did he get out, 
but he's not, and he's doing things for their community. He's doing things for the black community as a whole on a bigger, on a bigger level. And I did, I did silly, stupid to, to kill someone who's trying to help give back at the local level. Why? Who's, what is the resentment? Where does it stem from? What is the problem you have with these people? But I'd be curious to know from your perspective, you said as an outsider looking in because you're not familiar with the music, you are right, but you are familiar with the culture and you are familiar with our struggle because I know you personally. So I know you see firsthand. So what does it look like to you when you see the narrative that is always being perpetuated about the, the brown community, the black and brown community, and then you see something like this that happens to someone who is doing something good in our community. What does it make you think? It makes me think, why do you hate your people? Why do you hate, like, why are you doing this to your own community? What is the, what do you gain from this? What do you gain from keeping the stereotype alive that black there's black on black crime or that this is why white people have to step in and, and do things for you and control you because you, you can't do it for yourselves. Like, why do you insist on creating a situation that can perpetuate that, that, that logic and those ideas? Yeah. See, I've never understood that whole thing about street cred or, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, somebody did it because they were hating on him or somebody did it because, you know, uh, it was jealousy or somebody else's camp was getting back at him because of some lyrics, not because of some policies that were um, doing harm to the community, not because of something that was uh, destructive for more than just one family, but because of something silly, because you thought your rap lyrics were better than mine or because, you know, you think your set is doper than mine. Stuff that doesn't even matter that really dies when you die. Right. Mm -hmm. So I don't understand when you're talking about generational wealth or generational curses. I don't understand why we don't dig deeper when we're talking about pooling our money together and we're talking about pooling our resources together. If we're ever going to win this battle, that is so much bigger than a fucking rap record. It's so much bigger than what you could do singularly in your lifetime. I just, it baffles my mind. I don't get it. And I also feel like we give far too much respect to the streets or gangsters who at the end of the day only kill us and hurt our own communities. And I think it's time we stopped. I would have so much respect for that lifestyle if they was killing Kyle Rittenhouse, if they was killing George Zimmerman, if they was keeping women safe in our communities, which was a lot of the shit that was happening back in the day. We give them so much respect and I think it's time we stopped. Here's my thing. I think it is very interesting and very disheartening and sad though. And those words don't even live up to nearly as the weight that I need them to when I have to watch and rewatch what those three white men in Georgia did to Ahmaud Arbery. They chased him down and murdered him in the light of day right killed him for for nothing for jogging through a neighborhood that he had every right to be in but you go kill a man who was supporting his own neighborhood that he could have said you know what me and my family got enough money we can leave this neighborhood we can leave this state we can go someplace else 
raise our family, and we never have to come here and buy these cookies again. We don't have to bring turkeys. We ain't got to do shit else for this community. But instead, we're going to stay here and support our community. And you gun him down. I don't understand that. And on that note, we will leave that alone. Okay, we've had enough craziness for the day. Let's get to who's gonna do a drum roll for me? Anybody? <laughs> Let's play fun. Time for sex lies and confessions. I will turn it over to our fabulous, who is looking mighty exotic and sexy. Cause she trying to get shows up on. Oh I will God. turn it over to our EP for our game of sex lies and confessions. It's all you, butterfly. Go ahead, Taryn. Okay, cool. Wait, but do you want to explain the game to people? Do you want to explain no. it? And then I'll I think it's self-explanatory. So Taryn will call our names. We won't know in what order we're going. We won't know what she assigns to us, but it will either be sex, lies, or confessions. If you are given sex, you have to either, whatever it is you're given, you have to tell a story about said topic. You have, it could either be about yourself it could be about someone else, something you heard, or something you're interested in. That's the sex part. It could be, if it's lies, it could be a lie that you told, heard, might be getting ready to tell, may have just told on the show. It could be anything. A confession could be just that, a confession of yours. I don't know if you should make a confession for somebody else. I mean, I do it all the time, but that's me. I can do that. Anyway, that's the gist of the game. And scene. Okay, so I'm going to start with you, Jazzy. No, go ahead, not. It's my birthday weekend. The queen goes last. Carry on. Ooh, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> That's the Scorpio and me talking. I will start with you. No, Kiko. I'll go first. I'll go first. I don't mind. Okay, Jasmine. Sex. <laughs> sex. Let's see. What story Kiko. can I tell about sex? Okay, I'll tell the story about sex. When I was working in New York, there is a girl who was stalking me and obviously for sex. And she would, I would have to be escorted after my show. This is not even a lie. This is truth. I would have to be escorted after my show to my house because she wanted to chop my hands and my feet off and have sex with me. Whoa. What? Ain't that scary? I mean, there's sex in that story. I mean, we didn't have it, thank God, because you see my hands, but you can't see my feet. I still have it. She would follow me everywhere. And Kiko, you will appreciate this in the weirdest way. Hold on for it, because I don't want you to get caught up too quickly. But guess where I saw her of all places? I went to um, an event where, well, actually, this is not going to apply to you at all. But anyway, <laughs> I, I was in New York and I was hosting an event with, there's a weatherman in New York, a gay guy. I can't think of his name right now. Very handsome. Oh, that's why you threw it to me? That's why you're yeah. going to say, because oh, you're a handsome gay guy. Yeah, maybe what, two years ago? But now you're gay. Fuck it. Um, anyway, um, she was there and I saw her as I was on the stage 
And I knew I'm going to have to walk out into the crowd and there she will be. It was like a 5K run or something. And she walked behind me the entire way. And I was terrified. You stayed there? I would have left. Where was I going to go? It was a 5K walk. She was literally right behind me and I couldn't get away. All right. I, I really do have some questions about this whole story. Uh, what? The hands being chopped wait, off or but the, the, the sex part? Can we see your feet? Because you don't, we don't know. Yeah, I got yeah. shoes Clearly on, this, but they're here. This woman, did not, this woman did not have a foot fetish, obviously, if she wants to cut your foot right, off. Right. She wanted to chop but, my hands and feet off and tie my whatever was left of my arms behind my back and have sex with me. And then how is there a gay she weather guy me. and his theme song isn't, is <laughs> it's raping men? No, she sent me over a thousand emails. It was crazy. It was crazy. Nice. Oh my yeah. God. Well, but that's my story. I mean, if sex. she had her way, there would have been sex in those emails. Because sure, I wouldn't have had hands and feet, but hey, you don't need them to orgasm, right? Or do you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Oh my God. Okay. Okay. Indian J. <laughs> oh my God. <Dang. laughs> Indian J lies. That uh, <laughs> he's got friends on cops. I lied to Jasmine and told her I was a woman that wanted to cut off her hands and feet. Okay, uh, I really want. Let's see. Um, <laughs> Y'all are stupid. It's right there. I couldn't resist. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, okay, so uh, one time uh, I was in Vegas. And my friends got it into their head that we should go into this club. And the club was really packed and you had to be like a VIP to get in. And so at the time, there was a show on NBC called Heroes that was really popular. I used to watch and that so show. so I lied. Yeah. I lied and said I was the Indian guy from the show Heroes so we could get into this club. And <laughs> they believed me. They let me in and they like gave us bottle service. We didn't have a bill at the end of the night. My my friends are hooking up with these girls. And then I, I told my mom about this story about how like I pretend to be the Indian guy from the, the show Heroes to get into this club in Vegas. And like a few months later, she called me up and she said, so I ran into my friend whose son is on that show Heroes because apparently all Indian people know each other. And she said, I told her about your, your Vegas trip and she didn't think it was funny. And apparently the actual Indian guy from the show Heroes was at that same club in Vegas that night trying to get in and they wouldn't let him in because they thought he was an imposter. <laughs> you are lying. You lying. No, you I swear. Lying. This is the, I was okay. about to say, was part hold of the up, game a lot of us? Is that the part of the game a lot of us? <laughs> right. Hold up, hold up, hold up. This is the dude he's talking about. <laughs> Jay, <laughs> shut up. Talk- <laughs> I'm telling you, they believe me. Stop this. it! I can see it. I can see it. I can see it too. Take your glasses off, Jay. India Jay, take your glasses off. You won't be able to see us, but we'll be able to see you. Take your glasses off. <laughs> if, I, if I squint and punch myself in the eye, I can see it. Back when I had longer hair, yeah, absolutely. I can see I was it. Totally mistake for that. I guy. can totally see it. Y'all have the same Adam's apple. 
I mean, you can call my mom and ask her about how that woman yelled at her about how. No, so I can see it. In Vegas and... Look, I can see it. Jay, I've seen oh, yeah. your hair like full fluffed out. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let me see. There we go. Did I get it? No, wrong way. I can, I can, see, I can see it a little bit. I can see it. I can, I can see it in the future. And this is over 10 years ago. This is 2006 oh, oh, yeah. or 2007 when this happened. It, this was not yesterday. Yeah. But what are the odds that he was at the club the same night? That's the part I don't That's believe. That's the crazy Karen, part. the same odds that he looked like this dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kiko, you're up next. Um, so this one particular uh, sexual experience I had, we ended up getting into an argument like at the end of the sexual experience as I was handcuffed to the bed, right? So this was, so the the person left the house and left me handcuffed to the bed. I was, however, able to like dislodge like part of the headboard, but the handcuff, the one part of the handcuff was still on this like piece of the fucking headboard, right? So in my drunk and high state, I'm like, okay, I need to get this off of my wrist. I need to go to a hospital. That's how you think when you're hooked up, that hospital students got this stuff. So I begin summoning Ubers to go to to go to the fucking hospital, right? So to the Ubers, when they pull up, right, they all they see is the handcuff around my wrist. So the multiple Ubers that pull up begin to think I had escaped from somewhere. So it was like one Uber who had like pulled up and I was walking up with the wrist things on my hand. And they're like, no, 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 no. They they're like, who is this Nigerian with a headboard? <laughs> so, um, I end up making it all the way to all the way to the hospital because eventually, after missing out on all the Ubers, I eventually decided to just drive there, get to the emergency room. I'm making like such a scene. I'm just like, "Hey, so this is handcuffed. I need to see a doctor." And everyone's looking at me like, "Well, we don't do that." So, what is your point? <laughs> what ends up happening? At the, so apparently, they contact the authorities and say, "Like, oh, we think this person has escaped from something." <laughs> <laughs> they come they run like all my shit they realize i haven't escaped from nowhere or whatever and then they're just like the hospital is probably not the place you should be for this kind of thing you should try home depot uh some other store that can help you cut this the fuck off your wrist so whatever long story short i ended up going to like a home depot or something they used one of those saw things to cut it off my wrist and that's the long story of why i will never let anyone hang hey macgyver i don't know if this was a confession <laughs> Or an episode of Fifty Shades of Grey or a Zane novel. Either way, it was highly entertaining and I have a lot of questions. Let's marry up after. <laughs> so I can get wow. all of the details. <laughs> wow. Well, Taryn, there you have it. Mama, this is your show. You this is the show you are EPing. Well, God, this has been fun. <laughs> this has been amazing. I think we have really uh we've we've squeezed all the juice out of this we can do. I mean, I don't know from sperm to handcuffs, I think we've covered everything. <laughs> yeah. If there is anything left in this, we're gonna save it for later. <laughs> As always, thank you guys so much for joining us, Taryn. Thank you so much for putting up with our shenanigans. Always. Indian and Jay Kiko. The laughs are always good. The drinks are always better. The stories just keep coming. Between you and Indian Jay, I don't know. 
Indian Jay and his cop story, you and your cuff stories. We got the C's covered. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Make sure you follow me on Instagram at I am Jasmine Sanders. You guys give out your uh your Instagram and your social handles as well. Make sure you follow uh, on Instagram. Me. One at a time, either the Nigerian or the Indian go first. Which one? <laughs> Nigerian, go. Oh. <laughs> That's almost like. Make sure you follow. Make sure you follow me at uh, on Instagram at they call me Kiko and on Twitter at or at they call me Kiko also. And I am on Instagram. God hates Jay, just the letter J. Uh, I'm banned from Twitter. I'm locked out of Twitter, so you can't find me down there. <laughs> 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 We are a band of misfits. When I tell you, Andy and Jay, where are you performing next? Are you performing anywhere anytime soon? Yeah, I am currently in Las Vegas. I'm at the Laugh Factory in Las Vegas tonight, tomorrow, Saturday, and Sunday. Well, thanks for the fucking invite. Dang, yeah. we'd roll to Vegas. I mean, we wouldn't have, but oh, it sounds good. Like, I was like you, you, you thinking, don't tell me to shut up on the road? And we would have done a special Vegas edition? Hell yeah. We would have done a Vegas edition. Kiko, we can't take you to Vegas. <laughs> Ain't no way in the hell we taking you to Vegas. <laughs> I might be banned from a few places. I know, right? You're going to get us banned forever. Can you imagine? But I tell you what, we'll think about it. Well, let me let me talk to Taryn and see what we can work out. In the meantime, thank okay. you guys so much for joining us. Don't forget to download the podcast. Don't tell me to shut up. I'm your host, Jasmine. Shout out to my fantastic host, Kiko. And of course, Indian Jay, that will be Dot Not Feather. And of course, the fantastic Taryn, who's trying to get shows up on. I know her better as Butterfly. You guys have a great night and we'll see you later. Indian Jay, I, I just, I got nothing for you. <laughs> I got nothing for you. Your stories today were crazy. And yeah. Kiko, we'll talk, Do we'll I need talk about this. Is that what later. I need? All right. <laughs> Peace out. You guys have a great one. I know. Let's focus. You guys have a great one. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you soon. Take care. Give me this. Get, let's have the music out so I can dance out. No? Kiko just bounced out. We didn't even play the he music. He didn't wait for the music. You know why? Because he got handcuffs in his future. <laughs> and a headboard. <laughs> that reminds me of Gina from Martin. Remember that episode with the headboard? She was stuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, later, Jess. Awesome. Thanks, yeah. India J. I'll see you soon. Bye, Butterfly. Thank you, Baba. Bye. <laughs> you guys take care. Bye. I don't know. I don't know, but it's still recording. Ha! Can you stop it? <laughs>